0: Eight, 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 three, five, two, four, one, four. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. I'm on the line with none other than Monica Pruitt, the founder of happyandblessedhome.com, a blog where she encourages she shares encouraging posts for moms, easy recipes, preschool tools, and ideas for family fun. In just 12 months, Monica pitched, landed, and created 100 sponsored blog posts, generating over $22,000 in income. She started with only 5,000 subscribers and 25,000 paid views and grew her site to over 60,000 paid views and 15,000 subscribers in that same year. Now she teaches other bloggers how to pitch, land, and create awesome sponsors content in her e-course 9 steps to 9 essential steps to rock sponsored posts on her website the sixfigureblog.com. I brought her on here to talk about how to create make money f- with sponsored content. That's what we're going to be talking about today, Monica. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing so great, Leslie. I am so excited to talk with you today and and share with you some of the great things that I learned um and i'm just i'm just so glad to be here so. well,
0: i'm i'm very glad that you you are here because you're you're a member of my become a blogger coaching club and mm-hmm. we we have um coaching calls every other week and after the last coaching call we had a conversation and then i realized what you were doing and it was kind of like well i i gotta i gotta get you on a podcast <laughs> to to talk about some of this stuff because it's exciting
1: it is it is exciting i it's been, it was quite a journey in a 365 day period. I pitched, landed and created a hundred sponsored posts. And, um, and the, after that whole experience, um, some of my friends were asking me, they were like, well, Monica, how did you do that? And <laughs> <laughs> so, so I sat down and I really thought about it and I put together a course, um, where I help other bloggers to do the same. And so I, I'm just so, you know, excited to talk about it because I really think that, you know, working from home and blogging is a viable means for earning an income. And if you learn the process, you can learn that it's it's repeatable. It's something that you can improve upon over time. And you can get to where you want to go if you follow the right process. So that's that's what really excites me is being able to share that with others so that they can if they're looking to work, you know, run an online business and do blogging and earn an income, this is a great path that they can follow.
0: All right, so I I, lo- I love that. Okay, so um, your, your blog, at least the first one, was happyandblessedhome.com. I I, I actually I love that name. Um, can you tell me <laughs> what what started that or where that where did the name come from?
1: Well, my my eldest son, his name translates into happy and blessed. So his first name is Happy and his middle name is Blessed. And I actually started blogging while I was pregnant with my second son. And it, it, I was 36 weeks pregnant week. my husband and I hadn't quite decided on his name yet. But um, my firstborn had been a preemie and this this boy, my son, was going to be a, um, hopefully, a, the child we'd be able to bring home and not have to have it in the NICU. So uh-huh. um, it became Happy and Blessed Home. So I named my blog after my two kiddos.
0: So, wow, well, okay. Um you have one son. You you have another uh, uh child on the way. Um you're 36 weeks in. I'm I'm just imagining. I I might be wrong. I'm imagining <laughs> that life is maybe a little bit hectic. It, I mean, it is. is that the case? I mean, was that the case at that it time?
1: Is, it is the craziest story. I so I was actually pregnant with my second born, and what was happening is I had had um, Braxton Hicks contraction. So I was calling the hospital like almost every night. And I was like, I know I'm going into labor. These <laughs> yeah. contractions are only three minutes apart. And the nurse, like after the fourth or fifth call, she goes, is that you again? <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, Okay. Yes it is. And, um, she says, if you can think about anything else, then you are not going into labor. And so I was like, So I started to get online, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning. I mean, and I started to read blogs and I would read entire articles. I was looking for all sorts of advice. And after doing that for a while, I thought, I I want in on the conversation. I want to start a blog too. And I want to be able to connect with others. And so that was kind of the, the start of my blogging. Um, It was really just to connect with others who were online. And uh, it's actually a great way to connect with other people. If you're um, kind of at that stage of life where you're kind of at home and you're taking care of littles and so it it turned out to be I've made some really great friends so it's been really great
0: that is so cool so around when was this what year was this
1: so this would have been um let's see it would have been 2012 okay and and that's and I and I just started blogging more as a way to connect with other people and also to stay in touch with family far away um and I didn't really um start like taking it seriously until at least a year later. I don't even think I had plugged in Google Analytics until like a year later. And then I started to get on Google AdSense probably a year after that. Um, and then I think it was at a blogging conference that I went to where I learned about um, looking to work with sponsors and working, um, working on campaigns with brands and influencer networks. And that kind of, once I learned about that, I thought, oh man, that would be great. Um, at that point, you know, I had, I had quit my corporate job so, um, to take, take care of my little ones, especially when I had the preemie. And, um, so it was a, so it was kind of like, you know, your, your, your expenses are going up, but your income just <laughs> dramatically <laughs> decreased. and oh, so it was, I
0: know how that is. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: <laughs> it was hard. And so, you know, and my husband was like, okay, well, you're doing this blogging thing. I mean, is there any money in it? And so, um. So I started to, started to really um, apply to work with companies, um, influencer networks, and work with brands and that kind of.
0: Wait, wait, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna dig a little deeper into like kind of the beginning stuff. I know we're gonna get to this this juicy stuff that you're talking about <laughs> right here. We're gonna get into all of that, but I wanna know. Okay, you started this blog, happyandblessedhome.com, um, and what kind of stuff were you writing about? Because I'm imagining, you know, you're going through this pregnancy, you're having these brass and hicks, you and, and uh, to, to, to yeah. take your mind off of these contractions you start a blog what what kinds of stuff are you talking about on this blog
1: well at that at that time so when I had a preemie um, I, I was pretty much homebound because he was he had um, been on oxygen and he had some difficulties mm-hmm. um, in development so you're you're super protective when they're in that kind of state and so I didn't go out much other than you know if he if he slept in his infant carrier I would take I would go to the library and so I would check out books I'd bring him home i do a lot of reading and a lot of holding him Mm. while I was reading and so I was really into child development and I was very much into okay well if I'm going to be at home and I'm you know, i not going to be working in corporate what can I do to enrich the lives of my children and so um, I started to read about preschooler development and about uh, toddler development and early childhood development and I became incredibly passionate about um, activities that you can do with your little ones at home and so I started to share those on my blog. I developed printable packs where moms could actually print them out and do activities with their kiddos. Um, They were the ones that I was doing with my kiddos. The, the printables became so popular. Um, They've been now, you know, years later, they've been downloaded over 80,000 times. And it's, it's kind of exciting to know that I've been able to help so many others, um, you know, kind of connect with their kiddos with these activities. And then I eventually, um, I, I was so passionate about it. I actually went back to school and I got my, um, early childhood education teaching oh, certificate wow. so I'm actually certified to teach preschool age children um, and so the tips and the things and the knowledge that I have I share that at happy and blessed home I also have a husband who eats 4,000 calories a day oh my word <laughs> I do a lot of recipes I do a lot of cooking and so anything that I cook or create that also goes on the site and then um, just encouragement for moms. Those are probably my big, my big three areas. And then I do other things as well. That I, anything that I think will be helpful to my audience, I like to share. And um, and and then because I've been in blogging groups and networks for so long, and I've connected with so many other folks that um, I, I sometimes I get inspired by other people's things to create like party tips or home care tips and things like that. So it's it's really a great community to plug into. The, the blogging community is pretty amazing.
0: Very good. okay. So you, you're you're starting this blog. You're creating all this content, but everybody wants to know how did you get the, the first people to show up because. Oh, Evidently, yeah. people don't just like drop out of the sky when you like start a blog. So, what what did you actually do to start getting some exposure in the in the very beginning?
1: In the very beginning, so in the very beginning, I actually um, I would actually illustrate my own printables. So, I actually took a pen and paper and I drew, and I scanned a PDF in, and then I and I would scan the image in and I would make it into a printable pack with hand drawings. It wasn't until later that I learned about. Um, companies like Graphic Stock or Deposit Photos or places where you can go to get clip art. Um, So I actually started out that way. And then I would design the little activities around those hand-drawn caricatures and cartoons that I made. And then um, I would create them into like an activity pack that you could do with your preschooler. So that's kind of where I started. Um, And then people would subscribe to get the printable pack to do the activity. And then that was one way that I could stay in touch with them. So the next time that I rolled out a free set of activities, they would get my, at that time it was an RSS feed. So they would get my RSS feed and they would know, Oh, she just published a new activity or whatever it was. And then people were sharing. And then eventually I advanced. And so I learned how to use clip art and I was able to, you know, kind of dress things up a little more, make them more um, caricature, cartoon, like things that kids like, you know, big smiley faces and big eyes with long lashes and you know, of of animals and characters. Um, and so then I started to use that. And all of the activities are actually based on brain development for children. I'm a huge fan of Maria Montessori. And so I mm-hmm. eventually turned all of this material into a curriculum that I offer on my site, and it's called Visual Montessori. So it kind of started like as elementary as you can imagine. someone scribbling on a piece of paper, <laughs> <laughs> and it has moved – into now, um, you know, I have uh, I actually have a designer that I can contact to create caricatures custom for me. So it's um, it's advanced quite a bit <laughs> in, in these couple of years. And so and so now I can actually offer my my readers and my subscribers some you know commercial level type of printable packs that they can use with their kiddos. I do birthday party type fun stuff. I did a bear hunt one time that was so much fun, and that I did with my kids, and that I offer for free to anyone who visits the site. So. Um, I just want to encourage and inspire family fun and family memory making, and um, you know, make it really easy for moms. They, they, I know how, what it is to be really busy, and um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I just I come up with an idea, I do something fun with my kids, and I'm like, you know, I should publish that. Let's go put that online, and so um, that's kind of how that works. Um, so that's kind of how it grew, and and now I have got some really great subscribers. I have um, grandmothers write me, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's been so long since I had a preschooler, and this activity really we really connected on this thank you so much for sharing i have even had moms in dubai write me and be like um yeah it's amazing and and i like my daughter loved this activity and and it just it just it's so fulfilling when you can take something that you're like well this is kind of zany i don't know would kids (laughs) like this and my kid likes it but i don't you know and then you get a message from someone in dubai and they're like my kid loved this and that's that's pretty neat (laughs) it's very
0: very cool Okay, so, so you're doing this art stuff, at, which is really cool. I, I like that you're using kind of um, something that was as simple as you scribbling on a piece of paper and that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah. still the question is, okay, so you're doing this. How do people even know that it's there to even download it? Were you sharing it on social media in a specific way? What, what were you doing? What did you do to get those initial people? Where did they come from?
1: Well, I, so it's not as, it's not as popular today as it was back then. But back then when I started, I would link at link parties Mm. and I would link to, I think a hundred link parties a week. And I think Pinterest was just rolling out while this was all happening. Um, Now I would highly recommend Pinterest. I would say that would be an easier way to drive traffic. Um, But at, at that time I was meeting a lot of bloggers who were hosting link parties. And in fact, I started to host one too, because I was like, this is such a great way to make friends. Um, and so that was kind of how I started. And, um,
0: and just really quick, for anyone that maybe have, has never heard of a link party, can you uh, t- briefly tell us what that is?
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, so a link party is where you um, kind of, oftentimes what you'll see is the blogger who's hosting the party will do a roundup of the previous week's links and pick out maybe 10 or 5 features, maybe 3, um, and say, well, last week these folks linked um, up on my blog and they shared it could be topic related. Like it could be specific, like if it's a homeschooling blog, they might link homeschooling. If it's food and recipes, they might link recipes. Um, and then the next week the blogger will round pick their favorites and then feature them and then send that out probably in their newsletter or communicate it on social media. And so, um, I would connect with bloggers who hosted link parties, anyone who invited other bloggers to come and share their posts on their site through a link up tool. And the link up tools, um, that um in links is one and there's another one called linky tools and so those are the two that I know of and there may be others um and then you would just basically use the tool and what it does is it drops a really small icon on their blog or website that leads any reader back to your site and so it was kind of like placing a little ad on their site and so if they had a really big readership you know you could actually um, drop an image on their site and you might get traffic from that and so um and then, and the other part of it that I really loved was the networking part. I really loved when I would, you know, put an idea or or a recipe or a printable activity on someone else's site, and then they would write back to me and they would say, "Oh my gosh, this is so fun! I'm featuring this next week," and I'd be like, "Awesome! Yay!" And so that's kind of how I made friends, and um, I got to share my 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 activities and my printables and things like that with others. And so, um, and it's still viable. I I still host one on on my site. It goes live on Fridays and I know of many others. In fact, I've got a long list of probably 200 linky parties, um, from way back when I started and some of them are still up and running. So if you want to check that out, it's on my site. Um, but yeah, it's a great way to network. It's a great way to meet people. And, um, And, you know, I think now Pinterest is probably a little more powerful simply because so many people use it. And if you do anything that's visual, it's a great way to drive traffic to your site. So that I use Pinterest a lot and I use social media and I also focus on SEO, which is something that I've really been working on this year to try and do better on SEO. So but all of those things can drive traffic.
0: So, so uh, you know, while linky par- parties may not still be like a big thing, I think there are a lot of things that people can take away from uh, what you did. You know, it was all about the networking. It was all about yeah. connecting with other bloggers that had audiences and they brought exposure to you and you brought exposure to them. And I think there's something that's, powerful about that even today. As I mean, especially today as people are thinking about growing their blogs, the more that you can connect with other people in your industry, the more opportunities that can open up for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I can't even tell you the difference that, that it has made for me. I've, I've actually, you know, because I've been hosting one myself for so long, I've actually been at a blog conference, have someone walk up to me and say, oh my gosh, you featured my meatballs recipe. Thank you so much. And it's just the neatest thing. You're like, oh, you, which meatball recipe was that? And then you get to talk about it. And you're like, yeah, the sauce looked really good. And it's just, it's just, it's, it just really personalizes the experience and it really helps you connect with others. And um, I think it was very early on in my blogging career that I heard, I think it was Darren Rouse say, get off your blog. Like if you yep. want to really grow, you have to get off your, you can't just be visiting your blog. You have to be going to other people's sites and commenting and sharing. And it's so, so true. And it, it really is a community and it really is a network. And I know sometimes people think, well, maybe, you know, they want to be competitive. They're afraid someone will one up them or something. I would just say that if you look at the whole wide world, it is so huge. Like bloggers have to stick together because we're just this tiny group of folks who do this. And it's, and it's, if we can help each other, it will actually grow the entire um, community for everyone. And so that's kind of, that's one of the things that I learned early on. So and it, and it has paid in dividends for me.
0: Love it. Love it. Okay. So earlier in the well in the introduction I read some numbers. I said, you know, you had 5,000 subscribers at the time and you you you, you started pitching and you landed and created 100 sponsored blog posts generating over $22,000 in income in that year. So I'm I'm curious about a number of things. Okay, you said that you heard about Sponsored content, you said at at a blog conference, was that correct?
1: Yeah, actually, I think it was the blog conference where I met you, which was years ago now. Very Um, cool. And uh, it was, it was, it's funny, I stayed in a hotel. So I always, when I travel to blog conferences, I try to stay with other bloggers Uh because it's such a great way to get to know other people. And I was rooming with some other women and they were talking about influencer networks and they were mentioning some of the names and they were kind of, in some cases they're like, oh yeah, that's a really good one. And then other ones were like, well, I never get anything from that one. And so it was really interesting to sit and listen to this conversation. And I'm kind of totally new. And I'm like, what is that? What's an influencer network? And so thankfully my roommates were so generous and they totally explained it to me. And so I I felt like I had the baptism into blogging for like, um, learning how to to earn, earn an income. And, um, and it worked out great for me. I, so I actually have, this is it's so amazing, but I actually have a degree in advertising and marketing, and I have an MBA in international business, and that's what really lent itself to my career in corporate, but it also lends itself to blogging because I was able to take some of that knowledge, once I knew where to go, where to look, I was able to take some of what I understood about advertising and marketing and apply it to how I would pitch campaigns, mm. and so um, I, I always look at it like it's my responsibility as the blogger, as I'm, I'm kind of the, the leader of my readership, the leader of my fan base, and I have to take care of them. I want to help them solve problems. They're, they're busy moms. They have young children. I want to help them solve problems. So if I talk to or pitch a campaign, it's so that I can help that mom find a solution. So I try very hard to focus on being authentic in whatever you create, even if it's sponsored. And um, I've talked to some other bloggers who sometimes shy away from sponsored work because they're like, well, it could dilute my message or I might lose readers. And, and in my experience, I have actually found the opposite to be true. Um, in that particular year, I grew from about five to 15,000 um, subscribers. And I, I actually saw a generous increase in page views. One of the nice things about working with brands and sponsors is sometimes they will actually promote your posts. They'll actually take your post mm. and they'll share it on their social media channel. So I've had many posts boosted on Facebook and gotten huge, huge amounts of shares and new likes and new followers, um, if I've shared a recipe or if I've shared a solution. And so if you apply yourself creatively and you think about how can I take this information and serve my audience? And how can I serve the brand by being authentic? And, and the way that you do that is you, you create a story, you, you basically explain how the product benefited you, and you create an experience for the person reading the post. And so that's, it's it's different. It's different from an ad. And a, a really well done sponsored post is not anything like an ad. A really well done sponsored post is like an experience for the reader. And it's gonna give them either something that's really gonna help them, it could be a tutorial, it could be a free printable. There's a whole list that I cover in my course, um, the nine essential steps. And it's it's just basically learning how to put those two things together. How can you connect your audience with a sponsor or brand in a way that's going to benefit everyone. And sometimes that just takes a little creative thinking. But when you put your mind to it, you're like, wow, you know, I can really put something together that's really effective and that benefits everyone who's involved. Okay, so that's so, kind of what I focus on.
0: So I, 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 I like certain things about what you said just now, because in the past I've been hesitant about this whole sponsored content um, concept. But I, I like how you put it in the uh, from the perspective of the benefits to everyone, right? If, if, how yeah. can you serve your audience with this? How can you serve the companies and the brands that you're working with? Um, and how can you make it an experience for your readers so that it's not just, hey, whatever sponsored content I get, I'm just going to put up there. But you actually make it something of value for your audience. And it can also help you grow your audience based on your experience. And 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 what you've seen with other bloggers that you've worked with. So I, I wanna I wanna do something now. Then I wanna mm-hmm. assume that the person that's listening to this has bought into the concept of using sponsored content, but they are wondering, hey, what are the steps that I need to take? Where do I start, and how do I go from there? So I want you to kind of walk us through this process from the very beginning. Where do I start? I'm that blogger.
1: Okay. Well, um, that is such the perfect question because I have defined a process that is nine essential steps. So the nine steps actually, um, I use an acronym to des- to describe them. And it's, um, nine letters and the nine letters form two words. So it's two acronyms and each of the letters stands for one of the steps in the process. And these steps are in order. And so the first, um, the the two words are read and paint, and so that's nine letters that has a lot of meaning meaning when you're talking about the nine essential steps. Um, so, the first the first place that you start with anything, is going to be with R, which is research. Um, so back in uh, 2015, I served on the creative council for an influencer network. So I was doing a lot of sponsored work, and the influencer network, which is basically an entity that aligns bloggers with Uh, companies and brands who want to work with online influencers to help spread the message about their brand or their product. Well, one of these influencer networks um, kind of posted an opening and they said, we're looking for people for our creative council. And so I applied and I was accepted. And one of the key things that we focused on uh, to create meaningful campaign objectives um, when we were working on sponsored work uh, was to do research. So we had to do research. We had to understand the brand. We had to understand the marketplace. We had to understand the trends. So no matter what niche you're in or whatever you blog about, you've got to have a good handle on what's going on in that arena. And you probably already do because if you're blogging about it, then you care about it and you're passionate about it. Now another area of research that you have to think about is knowing your own audience. And that means you have to go into Google Analytics and you have to understand your audience. What landing pages are they going to? You know, when they leave your site, how are they leaving your site? Um, you kind of have to look at their patterns and, and kind of see, you can also learn a lot about their demographics and you can learn about, um, you know, you can what devices are they looking at your site from? What are their interests? What, are, what affinity marketing segments do they fall into? And that is just things like, are they into gardening? Are they into travel? Um, you know, you can learn a lot about your audience. And when you learn more about your audience, And when you know a lot about the market, it's going to help serve to help you create content that does, that serves both. Now the the tool that I use in research primarily is called a SWOT analysis. And a SWOT analysis is um, basically a look at strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, both for you, for your individual site and for whatever brand or sponsor that you're looking to align yourself with. And I'm actually, um, I actually do some training on this, and it's free. Anyone can watch it. It's a video that I did with Aliyah from Premeditated Leftovers. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to give everyone a, a link to a free printable where you can get all of this information. And in there, there's a link to a free training for SWOT analysis. So if you've never done one and you're wondering, gosh, I don't know where to start, I will walk you through how to look at the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats for your site, for your audience, and for any brand that you want to work with so that you can see where there's alignment and that will help you know how to pitch that brand or that company. So it's a really great place to start. So I would say definitely the first place that I would start is with R, and that's research.
0: I I love that because I I think a lot of people think hey, I want to get into sponsored content. Let me go and approach a influencer network and hope, <laughs> let's hope that I get everything right and everything is going to work out great. I'm going to make $22,000 in my first year. All right, So yeah. so you're saying start with the research, do the SWOT analysis, not just for you, but for your audience and for the brands that you want to work with. Um, and that's going to kind of help to set you up for success.
1: Yeah. And it's so like in, for instance, in the video, the example that I'm going to provide in the printable one of the things that we looked at, we, uh, Anjanette, she logs and she's kind of has a a larger family. She's got six people in her family. And so one of the things that we looked at, she wanted to work with a seasoning company. And when we did the SWOT analysis, what we determined was, you know, your unique angle is that you have a large family. I mean, when she goes to Sam's or to Costco, she's not buying no dinky thing of spices. You know what I'm saying? And she's buying like the barrel of Mm. like spices and, it's like so. She's got a unique perspective, and her recipes have to be adjusted to serve a whole bunch of folks because they're all of her. Her children are grown and more, you know, older, and so they they eat a lot more. And so it's just so when she approaches a brand or or a company, her unique um, kind of selling proposition is. You know, I'm not just going to be showing a picture of your little bitty spice. I'm going to be blogging to an audience who's going to buy a whole heap and whop of your spices. <laughs> so, so, you know, you've got you to kind of like look at it from the perspective of what's unique about you. And we didn't know that that's the angle that we were going to take until we started to do the analysis. and We started to look at well, what are your strengths, what, are your, what do you like to write about, you know, what, what are your, what is your audience visiting your site for and, and what, what do they pin the most, what do they share the most. And so when we looked at all of that and we saw some of the recipes that were being shared, it's like these folks must have also families of six, seven, eight people. And so that's really the right fit. And so it really kind of created for her a unique selling proposition to work with with brands it. and with companies. Yeah.
0: All right. So we have our R. Yes. Let's move on to the E. What does the E do for us?
1: Well, E stands for equipment. So you've got read. So E stands for equipment. And I just think that I think if folks understood what oftentimes happens with sponsored work, that it's a little easier to invest in the right equipment. E stands for equipment. Um, So I use a Canon DSLR and it's a T6S. And I did a ton, I mean a ton of research before I decided on this camera. Now the reason why I picked this camera over other cameras was because this camera has a flip screen that turns over and on the back a grid shows up like on that flip screen and it has 19 focal points. So I can with the touch of a finger, I can touch the back of the screen and it will make that focal point, the point of focus for the photo. Now what this does is it saves me a tremendous amount of time in editing. And in the world of blogging and in the world of business in general, you know, time saved is money. That's, you know, you don't have to spend your time sitting in, you know, a photo editing software trying to make changes to the photo to make it high quality. You're using a camera that's set up to do it. You've got simple one-touch focusing by using this 19-point focal um, selection uh, to pick from. And so for me, I strongly advocate that it's worth it to to spend a little bit extra, get a really good camera, get really good equipment, and and do what you need to do to save yourself time because then you can actually spend that time pitching and working on building your email list and working on building your blog. And you're not having to spend all that time editing photos for sponsored work. I do provide um, on my site, it's the sixfigureblog.com slash resources, where I actually outline all the lighting and equipment that I use. And you'd be amazed, the camera's expensive, but some of the lighting and backdrops and things like that really aren't. Yeah. So you can get started for not a whole lot of investment and, and really have high quality photos. Now... The reason why you want to invest too is that the brands oftentimes will take those photos and they want to repurpose them. Mm -hmm. And if they repurpose them, they'll pay you extra oftentimes. They'll buy the rights to the photo or they'll say, I want to share this photo on social media. That brings you more traffic, it brings you more followers, it brings you more subscribers. So when you work with brands in conjunction and you really show off their product in a beautiful light with a beautiful camera, you're going to open up opportunities to sell photography and to actually repurpose those photos. So it's, it is, I think, for many reasons, worth it to invest in a good camera. Now, there's other cameras out there, so you can certainly do research. And um, I know that there's Canon is not the only one, but it's the one that I fell in love with and that I love using all the time. I use it every day.
0: Very cool, very cool. So you invest in your equipment so that when you do create the sponsored content, you can create high quality content. And I guess that goes whether you're doing, I know some people do um, articles with nice images, some people do videos and all that stuff. So it just depends on the type of content you're creating, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. I use my iPhone for a lot of the videos. I mean, it's amazing what your phone can do from a video oh, yeah. perspective. But um yeah, absolutely. And, and you can, I know some bloggers, there's um, some that came through my course that use their iPhones um, for Instagram and they do really, really well. So it's not the only way to go, but I. the other thing that I love about the camera is it has a very fast shutter speed. So I can catch my kids running and playing and going crazy. So I get the side benefit of catching their beautiful smiles with this really amazing camera. So um, so it's, it, for me, it's been really a worthwhile investment. So E. And then um, the next step is, so we went, so it's R-E-A-D. So A is the next step and that is stands for avatar. And so if you haven't heard, of, I know you've heard of avatar, Leslie, mm-hmm. but I so, you know some people may not have. But basically your avatar is the audience you want to attract. So it's your kind of like your ideal reader or your ideal customer. Um, and it helps you know who you're writing to. So if you've never sat down and thought about who is this person? Who is, who is, who is this blog for? Why am I publishing this? Who's reading this? Um, you're going to want to go into your Google Analytics and take a look at what are, what's their age? You know, what can you find out about them? Um, if if you do a survey, so I actually talk about doing surveys in my in my course. I actually even did. Uh, I used a a tool called Tape a Call, and I actually called some of the people who responded to my survey just to interview them and just to ask them. And I, I wanted to talk to my readers in in person and find out what were some of the things that they really loved about the site and what were some of their greatest challenges. And so that helps me paint a picture in my mind of who it is that I'm writing to. And so then that helps me tailor the content. The other great thing about that is that I can talk to a sponsor or a brand or an influencer network and I can say, oh, I know my audience because I've talked to them. I know what they're looking for. They're going to love this. And the last time I published something like this, it went haywire on Pinterest and they pinned it and shared it all over the place. And I know that because I actually kind of monitor the things that really um, they get excited about and that they share. And so if you can include that kind of information in a pitch, it, it helps the brands and the sponsors know that you take this job of leading and spearheading a community seriously and that you are really taking care of them and you're making sure that you're serving them in the right way. So um, I actually have a, an avatar worksheet that I give to my students and we work through it together as we're thinking about who it is that we're writing to because it really does Um, Help us develop and create content that serves them that creates that experience and that serves the brands as well
0: All right, so so far we've done our research Uh, We did the SWOT analysis we and all that good stuff We've invested in some equipment to make sure that we can do a good job with the content that we create We've we've worked on our avatar so that we can show the brand we know exactly who our audience is and we take this job seriously and then we du we do something with a D. We D, we yeah. D, so, so, so hook us up with the
1: D. The D stands for develop. So before you start to write a pitch, the thing that you have to do, you've kind of thought about your, your audience. You know, you've really gone through and looked at what they like. You've done your research. You've looked at the brand. You've seen where the strengths and the weaknesses are. You've looked at where there's opportunities and threats. And you said, okay, I, I can see where this brand or product would appeal to my audience. And here's how. And I know that they'll love it because I know all these patterns about them. And I have the right equipment to do a good job on this sponsored post. So D stands for development. Now you're going to go in and you're going to develop an idea. You want to think about what is the experience that I want to create for my readers? And what do you want to say about the product that showcases the brand um, in w- to your audience? And so to do that, you're going to think about what does the product do for you and your family? How would you use it? Um, why would you recommend it to a friend? And can you truly speak to the unique selling proposition of that product. Now, if you if you need more ideas before you write a pitch and you're like, I'm not really sure what exactly that product does. Again, go research it some more. Go look at their Facebook page. Go look at their Pinterest. Go look at their Twitter and see what are they talking about. Look at their website. Become really familiar with the product. Buy it. Use it. Check it out. See how it works for your family. And then you'll really be able to talk to it and, and write Um, an idea, develop an idea that you can send them and say, I know that my audience will love this. So I take an example, for instance, I was um, hired to do a post for Windex. And so Windex in and of itself is pretty, you know, you kind of know what that is. I mean, most people know what that is. They know how to use that. So I was like, well, how can I create an experience for my readers? So my readers typically have young children and they're always looking for um, activities to do. With their kids, or they're looking to teach them something new. So I developed a series of chore charts, and I put them in the post with the tutorial on how I was using Windex to clean my my oven uh, glass top. And so I put all that together. I published it. My readers loved it. They loved, and they pinned the um, the actual printables. That particular post drove like 150,000 page views. It was. Within wow. a few months time frame, it was like three, four months, because I had included these fun chore charts. So I made it not just about me, not just about Windex, but I was thinking about my audience. I said, what could really help them? It was free chore charts for kids. So, so not only um could you be doing chores, but as your kids are watching you, you you're modeling to them. Um, you know, who doesn't want a, a preteen or a teenager to say, you know, well, mom showed me how to do this? I'm gonna go clean the bathroom. I, I, I would be like, yes, hooray, (laughs) go clean the bathroom, son. (laughs) So I wanted to really make it an experience that, that where it could just, it could not just be a discussion about how Windex works, but actually a tool to help parents if they want to teach their kids how to do chores. So it's chore charts for kids. It's a free printable. They can get it on my site. They download it and they can actually use it to, um, to kind of go through with their kids how to do chores. Now, um, it, again, it was so well loved and it was it's been one of my most popular posts ever since. So it's it's funny how you, some people think that sponsored posts aren't popular, but I, I have a whole bunch of them I could show you and that's just one of them.
0: So it, so. it, it seems to me like it's important to make a distinction between what the type of content that you you're talking about creating and just a yeah. typical review. Because when I think about a typical review, you know, I'm looking at this camera in front of me, I might talk about all of the features of the camera and how great it works, and, you know, I take some pictures with the camera and say, hey, this is the best camera you can use for vlogging or whatever the case might be. But it sounds like you're saying, hey, no, I'm not just going to do a review. What I'm doing is... I, and I like the words you use. You're creating an experience for your uh, your audience that's sponsored by this particular product, and you're gonna show how maybe you can use this product in this experience.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. That was. That's exactly the strategy that I teach. I. I it's really. It's so amazing. Like if you think about it, Leslie. Like when you go to the store, it or if, I don't know if your wife does the shopping or if you do any of it or like if you go to Walmart or if you go to Walgreens or. Target or any of those stores or if you Costco or Sam's, any of those places or a department store, if you look at what you put in your cart, how many things do you put in your cart? How many things come into your house? Like just in grocery bags or shopping bags or, you know, there's so many different brands that we all come in contact with every day. And it's like that that's the number of opportunities that there are for you to actually talk to someone and be like, I love your XYZ product and I use it all the time and my family uses it and I, I would just, I do, you know what my readers would love? My readers would love to see and then whatever it is that you know your readers would love and then tie it to that product in a way to create an experience that they're going to be like, I want to go check that out because that's something I do, I do want, I do need. And then in the meantime, they're also going to learn about what the brand has to offer in, in the terms of how it solves a problem or how it helps them in their daily lives. And so that's, that's what I love to do. I love to be creative and come up with ways to do that. So, and, and it has served me really well, like I said. It, it grew my audience and, and it definitely helped with earning income.
0: I love it, okay, so it sounds to me that this, the read stuff is the stuff that you do to prepare. And yes. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna assume now that the paint stuff is like, all right, now that we've done all this preparation, we're gonna go out there and do stuff. Exactly. Uh, all right, so walk us through this paint. P, where, where do we go with the P?
1: Now, P is the pitch. So P is the actual pitch. So you've done all the research, you've developed an idea, you know how you're gonna create an experience, you've got the right equipment. So I um, basically wanted to share with everyone, this is what I would make sure that you include in a pitch. So the the few basic guidelines are this, no matter who you talk to, if you're gonna be kind of creating a pitch, um, you want to let the brand know that you love them. Like, what is it about them that makes that special? Like I said, if you, anything that you put in your shopping cart, anything that you get at the grocery store, anything that you come in contact with or anything like that you buy for your blogging business that you use to keep your company up and running online, any of those things could potentially become a company that you could approach and you could say, I use your tool all the time. I buy your XYZ product all the time. So that's really the first place you want to start you want to let the brand know that you're authentic, that you're sincere. Authenticity is key. It is the number one thing that is requested by brands, by influencer networks, by small businesses. They want to know that you really do like their product. So before you approach someone about something, you need to let them know. It's funny. I was talking to some of my um, students the other day and I was saying how, um, the best way to attract is to kind of like throw a party and like invite. And so, um, one of the things that, um, I've had on my site, I've had a couple of my party posts go really, really well. I mean, incredible traffic. Some of the free printables that are there um, are obviously drawing readers' attention. And I reached out to a company on LinkedIn, and I said, you know, gosh, I'm getting all this traffic. Um, I'd really like to do some more stuff with your company because these are the products that I used in this post, and it's getting all this traffic. I'd love to collaborate with you and talk about it. And you know what? They responded. They responded to me on LinkedIn. They said, yeah, we see you've got a party going on over there. We'd love to, we'd love to work with you. And so that's kind of, you know, it's, it's the same kind of approach. You know, you want to, you know, create kind of an event happening on your site and then start talking to companies that you want to work with and say, you know, this is obviously my readers really like this. These are the, this is the numbers I'm seeing. Um, And then you can use that to kind of, Hey, let's, let's collaborate. What, you know. I see you might be launching a new product next month and we love your stuff. And so let the brand know why you love them and, and that your readers love them. So that's a love really it. great place to start.
0: Love it. Okay. We, we, we're we letting them know that we love them, why we love them. We maybe have a party on our blog and invite them to check it out <laughs> because of how yeah. much our audience loves it. Okay. What else do we need to include in this pitch?
1: So there, there, these are the five things. So why you love the brand, you want to definitely include that in your pitch. Why you make a good fit. So that's where the research is going to come in. So mm-hmm. the audience, and you've done all your research, why your audience will love the idea. And it's really great if you have past posts that ex, that kind of show this. So for instance, like I that that Windex post that I did where it's gotten all these social shares and tons of page views. I can actually, you know, write them again and say, look at this. this and I can give them the data. Here's how many times the printable has been downloaded. Here's how many times... Um, the page view has been visited and I can let them know and reach out to them. So why you love the brand, why you make a good fit, why your audience will love the idea, what, when you think the post should go live. And this is especially important if it's seasonal. So anytime that you're thinking about something seasonal, you want to pitch it months in advance because brands are planning way, way, way in advance, like at least three to six months out. So for instance, if you haven't already talked to anyone about Christmas, um, you might be too late. <laughs> so you kind of have to like plan things way out. Now, not to say that some things don't come up at the last minute. And then, um, the other one is a please respond by date. So you you kind of let them know there's a party going on. You, your audience will love it. You think that you should do a post on X, Y, Z topic. And please let me know if you're interested by such and such date. And then that way, if they don't respond to you, you can like follow up with them a week or two later and say, you know, I hadn't heard back this, you know, it's not too late yet. I'd love to connect with you. Let me know if you want to collaborate on a post. So just kind of a really laid back way to kind of reach out to them. Um, I wouldn't get into pricing or anything like that until you start to collaborate. You want to find the places where you have synergy, where the brand sees that you're a value and sees the kind of audience that you have and that you determine that, yes, you can work together. And then you can talk about um, specifics like pricing and things like that. So Uh that's what I would include in a pitch.
0: All right. So we have our pitch because we've done our research. We can put all that stuff into the pitch. We pitch the, and, and uh, we, we, we create this pitch now and we go on with an A and do something awesome. Yes. What is the yeah. A?
1: So A stands for audience appeal. So now you've gone, you've done the pitch. So now we assume that you've won. You've won the pitch. You're like, I got it. I've got, I'm going to be putting together this great, awesome, sponsored content. I'm going to be talking about whatever it might be, and you're going to be creating um, this, your, the, the idea that you developed. So A stands for audience appeal, and this is where the rubber meets the road because now you have to drive the traffic. Now you have to actually deliver on what you said you were going to do. So you had this idea. You said you were going to do this sponsored piece of work. You're going to talk about their brand or product. Now oftentimes they'll have objectives that they're trying to reach. So you want to talk to them about that, like what is it that they're trying to do? Are they Are they doing a giveaway? Are they trying to drive traffic to a coupon? You know, what, what's their objective? And then once you know what that is, then you can develop audience appeal to go for that. So audience appeal is a way to drive traffic. And this is how I was able to um, basically increase my subscriber base, even though I was doing a lot of sponsored work. And in fact, because all the sponsored work I was doing was experience-based and was giving readers fun things like what I'm going to list in this audience appeal, um, it was like it wasn't sponsored work at all. It was really just me sharing stories about our family and the fun products that we love to use. So the bullet list of ideas for Audience Appeal is giveaways, coupons, printables, stunning photos, crazy good, ki- good tips, helpful tutorials, and heartwarming storytelling. So all of those different ideas, um, I actually cover, there's a list of 50 ideas that I cover in the course, but these are the most popular one and some of the most popular ones and the ones that are easiest to implement. So if you can come up with a way to really connect with your audience through heartwarming st- storytelling, it won't matter if you've woven in something about a brand or, or company that you're working with because you're, you're being authentic. You're sharing your experience with that. If you're doing like a giveaway, oftentimes, especially at Christmas time, I've seen people do giveaways and get tremendous amounts of traffic, um, for sponsors and brands because they're giving away big cash or big toy or big Christmas inspired giveaways. Um, printables is how I've done a lot of my, um, sponsored work. My readers love printables. They pin them, they share them. They, they, they write to me about them. They're like, oh, my kids really love this activity. So it's been a really great way for me to grow my site and also bring traffic to sponsored work and stories about my life and about my family. So that's audience appeal.
0: So I I, I love what I love about this is not only does it add value, but as you mentioned, it helped you grow your email list. It helped you to grow your yep. audience. So it was not just a, hey, I'm doing this thing so that I can satisfy the terms of disagreement that I have with this brand. No, it's I'm doing this thing. I'm satisfying the terms of the of agreement. I'm getting more engagement. I'm growing my audience. It's like a win-win for everyone.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So if you use audience appeal, and I do go over it more in the course, but there's there's just so many different ways that you can – and part of that is if you've done your research. Like go yeah. look at what posts are they following through on through Google Analytics and where do they go to next. And what are, Use your Pinterest analytics and go look and see what are they pinning and figure out what it is that your audience is loving and go do more of that. <laughs> That's, That's the way to grow it.
0: Awesome. Okay. N. Let's go with N. We got two more to go. N. Okay.
1: Oh, I. So I is for... Oh, I.
0: Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I can't spell, obviously. Um, So I'm glad that you are here to hook me up with that. So I.
1: I stands for inform. And this is where, you know, people who are in the social media and marketing, online marketing, are the best at. And that is go crazy sharing your content. Um, And if you're not sure where to look, there's Facebook groups out there that you can go check out. And you can find tribes of people in almost every niche. Just go into the Facebook toolbar, search for sewing or for DIY and, and all the groups for that will come up, see where there are blogger groups and try to join. And as long as you're, you're doing some of the things I mentioned earlier, which is you're reciprocating, you're engaging, you're helping other bloggers, you're sharing, you're getting off your blog, you will find amazing people to connect with who want to be friends with you and who want to um, share your content too. And so that's just a really great way to, you know, drive the traffic that you want to get for the sponsored work, but also for your blog, you're growing your site too at the same time. So I stands for inform, N stands for network. And so network is kind of like that next level in your profession as a blogger. That's where you go to blog conferences. That's where you um, look for meetups in your local community and where you actually try to connect with other bloggers in your niche. And so um, it's it's just, it, I actually have such a <laughs> such a good group of friends. Like we're hopefully gonna be planning to all meet up at a specific blog conference next year and, and all just get together and kind of like, pop the cork and celebrate our successes in each of our own different ways that we've had on our blogs. And so um, it's just a great way to make friends and just really network. And then also networking with brands and networking with influencer networks and networking with small businesses. And so I do cover that also in the course. We actually have um, a whole week where we spend the whole week going over each other's business cards, going over each other's media kits, going over each other's LinkedIn profiles. And we actually provide feedback to each other to help each other strengthen our messaging and and strengthen the appeal that we have to other companies that we we might want to work with.
0: All right. yeah. <laughs> Let's, okay, so we have our networking hats on and now we're going all the way down to the T. Tell us about the T.
1: So the T stands for transform and it's really amazing. I, I I have managed to, I have basically taken these nine steps. I've been doing them now for a few years and I have watched my business be transformed and the really exciting thing is now that I actually teach these nine steps and that I actually work with bloggers live through a course that I teach, I have seen some amazing transformation for some of my, my new friends who are bloggers as well. So like one particular set of bloggers, it's actually the Design Twins. It's two women who um, are twin sisters and they blog together. Um, they're one of my, I just love to share their success story. When we met, we met at the BYBC conference in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, earlier this year and they were, they had, they came to my class, my, my presentation. And at the end we were talking and they were just expressing their frustration. They're like, "Uh, we can barely, you know, pay the bills on our blog. Like we're, we're just basically bringing in just enough to pay the bills but we don't actually bring anything home after all this work that we do in our blogging. And I was like, you should take my course. (laughs) And so we started talking and they did enroll and they took my course. And then within two months, they wrote me this ecstatic email and it, I could just bring tears to my my eyes just thinking about it. But they said, Oh my gosh, Monica, we're getting like 3,500 a month. We went from like 350. We were just barely covering the expenses on the blog. Now we're at 3,500 and they've gone up since then. So it's just exciting to me to know that I can share these tips and I can help other bloggers who might be struggling and who might be thinking, I don't know how to make this work. I don't know what process to follow. And so in the course, um, it's actually takes 10 weeks and I teach it live. We meet for an hour every week we go through all the course material. So the course material is recorded, it's video recorded, and there's worksheets that you can work through, and there's also audio recordings. But then we also meet live so that I could get the questions because I really want to tailor the class to whatever the specific needs are for the students who are in the class at that time. So whatever questions they have, I meet with them, I talk with them, and oftentimes what ends up happening is that we end up brainstorming and almost masterminding it together, and then the students learn from each other. So it's really, it's just such a neat way to set things up and it's it's a great way to get to network. Now some of these bloggers have become some of my fast found friends and um, and then just seeing their success. It's like, wow, this, this process, if you follow it, it's repeatable. It is something that can be improved upon over time and it can get you where you want to go. And so that's the transform piece of the nine essential steps. And then you kind of, you go back through and you do the whole thing all over again. The next campaign that you want to work with or brand or company that you want to work with, you start with research. And then you talk, if you said to pitch to them, you let them know if you've upgraded any equipment and you talk talk to them about your audience, you develop an idea, you pitch it, and then you do it again and again and you will grow your business. You'll actually see it grow and you'll start to earn an income from doing something that you're passionate about and you're sharing authentic stories and you're working with the companies that are in your shopping cart when you leave the store (laughs) every time. So it's just a really great way to grow, to network and to serve your audience at the same time.
0: I absolutely love it. You start with the research, you take your business seriously, you you do all the analysis, you 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 you, you take it seriously enough to invest in some equip- equipment, you understand your audience, you develop a pitch. I mean, you develop um your idea, you Pitch the, your your the brand. Um, from there, you 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 make sure to use some of the audience appeal tactics. You inform people all over the place, social media network, um, all that stuff. And as a result of that, and doing that process over and over and over, you watch your business transform before your eyes. And I I absolutely love that. I love the yeah. structure of it, and it just makes it just makes perfect sense.
1: Yes. It does and it works. I, I I just I it let's see, it's just exciting. And I'm and I just like I said, I've got other stories. One blogger I met, I met her at the BYBC conference. She'd been blogging all of five days when we met. And she's like, Well, I just don't know if this will work for me. I'm just starting. I don't have any traffic. So within the first session that we had, so this a, a session is not is three months long, so it's about ten to twelve weeks. At the end of that session, she's like I'm in nine influencer networks. So she was already pitching campaigns in nine, and she's already started working on sponsored posts. Um, so it's just exciting that it is true. It doesn't matter what size your blog is it, at any size. If you're authentic, if you, if you have engagement with your audience, if you're truly serving an audience and you truly have a love and a passion to work with a certain company or brand, then you are the perfect fit. And it's just a matter of kind of putting it together, using these nine steps and approaching them and saying, Hey man, I got a party going over here on my blog and we love your product and we need to collaborate and figure out a way to work together and, and just to be enthusiastic and share it that way. And, and, and I, I, my, my students have used it and they have seen tremendous success. So I just want to encourage anyone that, that don't, don't let fear stand in your way. You go after it, you learn to work with the companies and approach them and, and to let them know about you and let them know about your value and your audience and you'll find success.
0: I, you know, I I think we can end right there. I mean, I, I we mentioned of uh, you mentioned a few times that you have a free uh, guide, a free nine step guide, and you yes. can get this if you're listening. You can go to uh, uh, Bitly, so bit.ly/free-nine-step-guide, and you'll be able to get access to that guide. I want to thank you, Monica, for coming on here and just killing it, thank providing you. like tons of value, and I know my audience is gonna love this.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Leslie.
0: You are very much welcome. So, hey, guys, you want to check that out? Go to bit.ly slash free nine step guide but of course you know you're driving in your car you you don't have time to think about hey what was that url again so here's what i want you to do just go to the the show notes for this podcast episode this is episode numero what number is this 309 so just go to becomeablogger.com slash 309 everything we spoke about you know it's going to have a a detailed article it's going to have Everything you need, the links, all that jazz. So go go ahead and check it out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, tell one person about it. Share it with them and tell them, hey, listen, you want to make some money with blogging and some sponsored content? Come check out what Monica had to say on this particular episode. One other thing, hey, if you have not checked this out as yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. My um, Become a Blogger Coaching Club, Monica is a member. We have a lot of great fun uh, just just brainstorming ideas and getting answers to your specific questions. and Just a lot of great stuff. So if you want to check that out, head on over to bloggercoaching.com. Hey, this is Leslie Samuel here. That's it for this episode. Until next time, take care and God bless.